Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, joined by my good buddy over in Australia, Brandon Eckersley. We're here to break down this August 31st Monday slate two game card uh, following what we just saw to be, uh, you know, the end of my Mavericks, uh, Bratton, at least for this season. <laughs> I think I think I got some some fun things to look forward to for the next few years. But uh, some series are starting to round out. We saw the Raptors and in, in, uh, the Celtics kind of tip off. Uh, they started their series. Uh, not going to talk too, too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for my main man, Brenton, over there. Uh, he's ah. planning, on, planning on watching the game after this show. So uh, it's about 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now when I'm recording it. So uh, let me see if I can remember this, Brent. I think it's about 11 a.m. where you are. Yeah, you got it, man. It's it's eleven thirty over here in Adelaide or Adelaide as we as we like to call it. So yeah, kind of you know halfway through my work day and just you know step aside to do the little pod and then I'll get back into the the actual job. Then back into the grind, man. And I I, I do appreciate it. Uh, it is a tough grind, but you know the dedication that you put in, being able to carve out some time for us to jump on the pod. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are pretty thankful about that, man. So. Uh, we got some we got some decent games to jump into. A couple ones that are starting off, and another one that's going to be rounding out pretty soon. So, uh, you know, we're not going to spend too too much time on the show. Just only two games, so we'll try to keep it entertaining. We won't just speed through it necessarily. But let me hear about your weekend, man. I know that you uh, you know you you said that you were watching some AFL over there, but uh, what'd you get into? Anything fun? Yeah, uh, lots of TV this weekend. Lots of sport, which is always nice. Um, yeah, and I'm a huge AFL fan. I follow my Adelaide Crows over here and um, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, seeing on Twitter quite a, quite a lot lately, a, a few of you guys over in the States finally picking up on our amazing game. It's a pretty rough and tough and probably confusing kind of game for people who are starting to get into it. But man, once you do, you realize how tough these guys are. They are out there slamming their bodies into each other week after week. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my, uh, passion afl as well as nba so i i love watching it and got to see a few good games this weekend well there you are people you heard it uh you know not only could you get your basketball news and advice from my man man right over here <laughs> if you have any afl questions shoot them at him jump on it uh it's always good when you are you know looking at it from the angle of his actual fan it's also your you know you're talking about your your personal favorite team that from the from the region that you're from. And then you also have, you know, just the aspect of the DFS angle that you look at things with. So, uh, you know, take advantage of it. People hit him up. He's got the answers for you. So we're going to jump right into this brother. We got two good games to talk about. Uh, first game on the card is, uh, it's, it's a juicy one, man. I think, you know, it does have a little bit 
of, uh, of, of injury news that I think we need to monitor. Um, it's going to be this Milwaukee Bucks going against the Miami Heat. And the only thing that we really need to keep an eye on, and it is pretty significant, is Eric Bledsoe is being listed as questionable with a right hamstring strain. Uh, and, you know, maybe you could fill me in on this, Brenton, because I, I didn't see if he actually aggravated it in that last game or if it was something that was necessarily bothering him. And it, it could be the reason why his minutes have been limited. Uh, we haven't seen him really break over that 30-minute mark, also because uh, George Hill is, you know, very comparable, uh, especially defensively. Uh, but is that anything that you saw or picked up on in that last game? No, it's not, to be honest. I, uh, the the Bucks games have been kind of early, so uh, I haven't seen a lot of the, the Bucks orlando matchups. I, you know, obviously try to catch highlights and see as much as I can. So, look, I'll, I would think that minutes thing is is more likely just the Bucks getting it done too easily over Magic and, and, and probably pulling his minutes back. So, look, honestly, I'm not sure where he's done it. Questionable, you know, that, that is a worry. Um, do, do you think he plays, or if he does play, are you actually looking at him? Um, to be honest, he hasn't been a guy I've been playing at all uh, anyway. And uh, I, I'm thinking this might have been something that's been nursing, because he did play 28, uh, 28 minutes in that last game against Orlando, and that was tying the, the highest minutes total that he's played during that series outside of the first game, and that's the game that they lost. So, you know, Nonetheless, the dude's dealing with a strained hamstring, and that is worrisome, especially when we're talking about the first game in the series. Uh, you know, y- you don't want to end up doing something like what the, with, uh, what the Rockets did with Russell Westbrook, where uh, right before playoffs, they brought him back a little bit too early. He re-aggravated it, ended up missing almost this entire series. He just made his debut in that last game. Uh, well, I'm talking about him as well, but um, it's got to be lingering. So uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on it, whether or not he does play. But even if he does, I'm probably not going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Uh, it's just been my mentality uh, for this entire playoff playoff bubble so far with Eric Bledsoe. But uh, this game, as far as a game total, uh, is coming in at 223, and the Bucks are being favored by 5.5. So why don't we start with the uh, we'll start with Miami and then we'll jump into what we think is going to happen with Eric uh, Eric Bledsoe if he does sit and all that good stuff. Uh, but like I just said, we got Russell Westbrook back. James Harden's at eleven three. Uh, what's to make of? Oh wow, wrong team. Here I go. Uh, <laughs> start, start, start with Miami. Let's restart that. Uh, and you know this team fully healthy. We've kind of seen the minutes being distributed. Pretty, pretty fairly, and we, I think we know what to expect. Kendrick Nunn looks like he got phased out of the rotation, at least the playoff rotation in that whole last series. So hard to imagine that he gets back on here. But Butler, 8,100. Bam, 77. The two high-priced guys. Uh, any interest in either one of them? Uh, yeah, I'm probably looking heavily at Jimmy rather than Bam. I don't mind Bam's price. 7,700 is a good price for Bam any night. But, uh, you know, uh, I'd probably just rather pay that little bit extra for, for Jimmy. Um, he, he's probably going to be matched up on Middleton. He's just physically too wide and too big and strong, and, and I think he's just going to beat him around if he can get to his inside positions. Um, uh, just much like I've, I kind of said with the paces, I'm just not sure who the Bucks have to kind of stop Jimmy Butler. Um, they might throw, you know, a number of different guys at him, and I just don't think it, it matters. I think I'll play Jimmy rather than Middleton in this matchup as well. Bam. It's, that's not a bad price for Bam. Like I said, uh, you know he's been surpassing forty DK points pretty easily. But that was against the the Pacers. This is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those two guys? So I I, I think I do prefer Jimmy Butler, uh, and it's simply because I think Bam's going to have his hands full. And I, I, you know we just saw his centers absolutely dominate. Vucevic had a great series against his team. Vucevic's also very good. So is Bam. 
So I don't think it's out of the question that Bam could do very well um, in in this game. But I think he's going to have his hands full. He's kind of the perfect matchup, I guess, for I guess anybody on this Miami team for somebody to guard Giannis. And I think That's he's going to. I think he's probably going to have his hands full and be doing that. I mean. They played three times a season. He played 32 minutes, and he averaged almost 39 DK points. So he's still doing good. 7,700, um, it's a tough price to pay. I think that's fair. So I'm not going to cross him off, but I do prefer Butler over him slightly. Um, as far as these ancillary pieces, you know, Goran Jogic, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, uh, you know, these guys have been all playing fairly solid minutes, and, you know, we've been getting value out of each and every one of these guys during playoffs so far. So... Uh, do you have any uh, interest in any of those four guys? Yeah, it really comes down to what the coaching staff does here. I mean, it's the first game of the of a playoff series. It's always hard to judge what they're going to do with minutes. And, you know, does Kendrick Nunn play? He played in the last game. Maybe they're winding him up to get him ready for this one matchup. So I'm not playing Dragic here based on that. I'm not really interested in Nunn. It, unless it's a GPP pivot play and you think he's actually going to get 18 to 20 minutes, which may happen. There's there's not much here outside of Jimmy that I'm looking at. Uh, if you fall on Bam, you know, no problems. The only sneaky guy, and I'm always going to throw these guys up there, is is uh, Derek Jones Jr. He's, he's rock bottom price, 3,200. Um, there's a chance that he plays minutes against Giannis as well. They they have thrown him out there against Giannis in matchups earlier in the season. And if Bam gets into trouble, they need someone to guard him. So it's, it's just a possibility that Derek Jones Jr. gets some more minutes here and, and you know, He's he's okay points per minute. He can fill it up. So we'll see what happens there. Hey, yeah, no, it's a good call. Um, for as far as Dra- I, I think I do have some interest in Dragic. Actually, he's uh, he's been playing well. Price tags up sixty six hundred. He's done well in this matchup though. In this matchup, he's averaging about thirty one and a half minutes, and in those games, he's getting about thirty seven DK points. I'm uh, not saying that's what we could expect, but knowing that he's probably going to play more than 31 minutes uh, makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm not worried about none necessarily playing in that last one. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's completely phased out of the rotation or anything like that, uh, but it looks like, you know, they're going to play their guys, the best guys, the best minutes. So, uh, you know, Drogic, I think he is safe and secure in the mid thirties or in the low thirties at the very least. And at 6,600, uh, especially if there's no Bledsoe, um, I definitely have some interest in Dragic at that price tag. I'll probably pass on Tyler Hero. Uh, Duncan Robinson, you know, we have to just at least give him a small look. I don't love the price tag. I think he'll probably come down if he has a couple bad games. Um, but, you know, the Bucks get killed on the three-point line, and Duncan could be easily take advantage of this. Not one of my favorite options, but maybe more of a, a GPP-type dart throw. Uh, and then the only other two guys I think I'm going to be looking at, I think Jay Crowder at 4500 it's just a, a solid value play, a power forward eligible guy. He's always hitting that 20-point floor, and we can get that you know, high 20s or uh, you know, even the low 30s type ceiling out of him. Should get a fair, fair amount of run knowing that he can play multiple positions. But here's the, here's the thought I had, and maybe you tell me what you think. Um, you know, with, the, with Bam most likely guarding uh, Giannis, just makes sense matchup-wise. I think they're going to have to play some Kelly Olenek. Um, this is someone, exactly where I was going to. Oh, yep, totally. I beat you to it then. I apologize. Yep. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, so that, I was, I was actually going to say, sorry, Mike, to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually probably not looking at Crowder based on this, like exactly what you just said. If they have to throw Bam out of bar at Giannis, and they almost definitely will, then Jay Crowder is undersized against Brook Lopez. And I think we see Alinek get more minutes here. Alinek at 3,900, he only needs 
that's only just under 20 DK points. And if he's getting 20, 22, 25 minutes, then, you know, he can smash right through that value. I love the call. It's exactly what I was thinking as well. That's it, buddy. Uh, uh, we're starting to get in sync as we do these podcasts. So, uh, I love it. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of my thought. So my main options I think I would be looking at would be like Butler, Drogic. I, I do like Olenek. He's probably going to be one of my favorite value plays. Uh, and then we, we just have to keep an eye on guys like, you know, Andre Iguodala, uh, who quietly was playing. He's only 3,500. I don't love I don't love the play. I don't love the ceiling or anything. But if you need a dumpster dive type play at 3,500, I'd much rather prefer, uh, prefer to spend the extra 400 on a guy like Olenek. Uh, but he's there for you if you need him. Shooting guardian, small forward eligible. Uh, and also one of their best defenders. So wouldn't be shocked if we see him get extended run. We just really, it, it's almost like a crap shoot when you're talking about the first game of a playoff series because you know that the it rotations really aren't going to be too deep. And, uh, you know, they're going to want to play their best guys in the best in the best situation. So I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see a guy like Iguodala continue to play mid-20s minutes. But uh, I, I, love, I love that we're both on the Olympic call. It makes me feel even a little bit better about it. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he doesn't start. Uh, he probably will, but and then as soon as he gets inserted in that starting lineup, he's going to be chalk. But uh, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get him off the bench, and he'll still play about 25, 26 minutes, and that is ideal for us, I think. So why don't we slide over this Milwaukee Bucks team? We just talked about Eric Bledsoe being questionable. If he sits, uh, who do you think gets a boost? Uh, again, game one of the of a playoff series. Who really knows? But um, I, I did go back through and have a look at um, uh, the games where Eric Gordon, sorry, Eric Bledsoe sat earlier in the season, and the Bucks actually threw Dante Divincenzo out there five times when Bledsoe sat. So look at thirty four hundred. If he if he does start, he's going to be that little baby that everybody grabs. Uh, that that happens a lot in DFS. As soon as he starts, people play him. But uh, at thirty four hundred, you know he can get his shots up and and score at will. Well, not at will against the Heat, but he can score pretty handily. So at thirty four hundred, he's definitely worth a look. Do you think it's him, George Hill? What what do you think happens here if Bledsoe sits? I think DiVincenzo would probably get into the starting lineup just because I think they like George Hill coming off the bench uh, to re- keep that second unit continuity going. Um, we've seen several times in this season, like you just said, DiVincenzo started over him. Um, and even in, in the circumstances where he played less minutes than George Hill, it's just having that second unit ball handler is going to be very important, a veteran on the second unit ball handler. DiVincenzo can handle the ball very well. But outside of him, if you if you put you know George Hill in the starting lineup, you're relying on guys like Frank Mason and DiVincenzo to handle the ball in the second unit. And that's just not something I think they want to do in a playoff game. So I'm with you. I think if uh, you know if we get the news, DiVincenzo starts. I don't care if he's chalk. I'll play him at 3,400. I'll uh-huh. eat that. Um, I'm fine with it. You don't need much of a return on that. We've seen the kind of upside that he could have uh, just playing with those starters. He actually plays better with the starters than he does um, coming off the bench in the second unit. And it's because of that ball handling and that facility, uh, facilitating he can do. Um, <clears throat> Giannis and Middleton, though. Uh, both these guys get a slight boost with blood. So off the floor, uh, Giannis 11-4, Middleton 7-9. Uh, we have Harden to pay for, so I guess, you know, it comes down to Giannis Harden. Uh, do you have any interest in Giannis? Uh, I'm, I'm taking Harden. If, I, if I'm paying up for one of these guys in this slate and they're, they're the two at over $11,000, uh, I'm paying up for Harden versus the Thunder uh, rather than Giannis versus the Heat. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that camp right now. I haven't I totally haven't made up my mind yet because, you know, there's a little bit of pricing discrepancy. So if you're looking over on FanDuel, uh, you know, Middleton just pops out uh, directly. You know, we always talk DraftKings, but I, I generally play both. Uh, he's 79 on DraftKings. He's only 68 on uh, FanDuel, I believe. So, oh. 
you know, big difference. So when it comes down to like a site like FanDuel, I like both of these guys in this matchup. Middleton's been struggling. He's really started, you know, putting something together over the past few games in that in that Orlando series. So starting to think he's breaking out of that slump. He's going to be required to uh, kind of facilitate and handle a little bit more. And anytime we see Middleton with the possibility of gabbing a couple of assists like he's been doing, I think he has at least six assists in three out of the last four games. Um, I have a little bit more interest in him. It's just a higher higher ceiling that we get from him in those kinds of scenarios. So I think Giannis is is very much in play for me on DraftKings. I think he's very much in play regardless. You can't really take him out. It's going to be a tough matchup against Bam. Uh, but when it comes to FanDuel, I'll probably opt to play Middleton over him. Yeah, fair enough. And and especially if Bledsoe sits, Mike, you know, the, mm. there's going to be more more usage, more everything for both of these two. Um, and it and it just increases their um their value, I guess. Um, look, as far as Middleton goes at this price on DraftKings, though, I'm I'd rather pay two hundred dollars more for Jimmy and uh, with Giannis. Uh, yeah, like you said, you can't count him out ever. Like, and, and you probably can't have lineups without Giannis in them. Or you can't have every lineup without Giannis in them. But um, yeah, 11 fours getting steep. Uh, I would rather pay for Harden. Fair enough, my good friend. Uh, anybody else on Milwaukee? You ready to move on? No, we can move on. All right, brother. We got uh, Houston going against OKC. This game right now is currently coming in at a 226 game total, with Houston being favored by five and a half. So, uh, you know three-point higher game total than that other one that we have to play in. As far as injuries are concerned, Westbrook is back. Uh, and I think he played about 23 or 25 minutes in that last one. So we could probably expect a few more minutes from him, but we don't really know exactly what. So you just talked about how you prefer Harden more. So 11-3, I think you answered that question. But what about Russ at 9-7? Any interest in him? No, that's still too high for me. Not 9-7 on a minutes restriction. He may get to 28. Um, yes, he's points per minute monster. Uh, but he, he's coming back. He's rusty. He was pretty clearly rusty with his uh, mid-range shooting uh, in, in the game that he has played. And, yeah, no, nah, I can't touch him at 9,700. Yeah, it's it's. if I knew he was playing, like, at least 28 to 30 minutes, I would. I, I would play him at that. Um, and he very well could. I don't, I don't mind. See, this is... You know, this is the builds I'm, I'm running into problems with, especially on FanDuel, where I can get Westbrook and I can get Middleton and then I can just load up on some OKC guys, get Jimmy. Uh, you're able to do that with, with some of these depressed salaries, especially with some of the value that we just talked about in that last game. So uh, I don't mind taking a look at him. Probably only GPP oriented. I'm not going to touch him in cash games just because we know, you know, you're, you're really taking a, you're taking a big gamble. We don't know the minutes. We're not Mike D'Antoni. We don't, you know, we're not in the locker room. <laughs> uh, you know, we can expect probably a couple more. They said he felt good. He was explosive. He struggled with the shot. He looked good. Uh, it did look like normal Westbrook. I didn't see him hampering um, too much. But let's, you know, maybe we just wait and see. Uh, I could probably, I think it's safe to assume that after this game, he's going to play 30 plus no matter what, depending if he comes out of this one unscathed with no injuries, so no re-aggravating of that uh, quad. But it's hard to ignore him, but now, you know, it's Westbrook under 10 K and we've seen this guy triple double, uh, you know, in 25 minutes, probably, you know, seven to eight times in his career. So uh, I don't, I don't mind looking at him, not, you know, immediately gravitating towards him. He's not a foundation piece. I probably would prefer just to play Harden for, you know, the, the little bit more. I think he's what, uh, let's see if I can do anything close to decent math in here. 1700 more. Uh, 1600 more. Yep. Oh man, I'm bad. 
<laughs> <laughs> and that's probably it. I mean, I'm not touching Eric Gordon now with Westbrook back in there. He's still aggressive. He's still taking the shots. But at 6,100, you know, he's smack on 30 points every single game. That, that gets it done in cash. And if you want to play him in cash, I, I won't knock you for that. But as far as my tournaments, I don't think he's going to make my tournament builds or my tournament lineups just because I'm just not seeing enough upside. Uh, that's going to take me anything down. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. It's all about upside with Gordon. Uh, now that Westbrook's back, even if he is on limited minutes, the usage just goes elsewhere. Gordon was still really aggressive in that last game and, and really attacking the rim rather than shooting outside uh, three-point shots. But, um, you know, uh, Westbrook back, uh, usage elsewhere. Uh, I've got um, better... I think we got we have better options in in a guy coming up, and also you could just pay down for Tyler Harrow for probably the same kind of output. So, um, no, nah, no Gordon for me. Um, I am still looking down the down the line here at Jeff Green at fifty four hundred. The minutes are still there. Um, we did have PJ Tucker ejected in the last one, so. Green got some more floor time, uh, but uh, he's just getting to this kind of value, 5,400 uh, on a nightly basis uh, as they continue to play small ball. So um, I don't know. He He's in play. Uh, probably I'd maybe look at Brooke Lopez around the same price or $100 less. You could probably throw uh, both of those, at your, those guys at mid prices uh, at the center position in your lineups. You just said it, man. Uh, that's exactly what I, I'm, I would probably prefer, Brooke Lopez. And, you know, I ho- I'm, I'm looking at the same thing you just said. You know, P.J. Tucker ejected in that last one. Jeff Green still played 30 minutes. And to me, that's that's wonderful, uh, simply because I think people at box score log uh, watch, they're going to see that. But with uh, Westbrook coming back, the minutes are going to come from guys like House and Jeff Green. Uh, we already, I, I think we already saw it, um, you know, Daniel House came off the bench in that last one, still played 27 minutes. Part of that could have been because of the ejection. But I think you're looking at, you know, Jeff Green and House both playing minutes in that mid-20s range, which is still solid, can still get your return. But the price tags that we're paying, we were getting these guys at, you know, mid-30s or low-30s at the very least. So, you know, I might wait a little, you know, a little while, wait for those prices to come back down. Um, As, you know, like we said, Westbrook, that that was only 25 minutes. He might play 30 tonight. Um, you know, so I, I don't. I don't think I'm going to necessarily be on guys like House and Jeff Green. I might want to just uh, take the wait and see approach. PJ Tucker, though, is a guy that I will have a little interest in at 4,300, uh, only on DraftKings, simply you know because we could just throw him at that you know util spot and still play one of those other centers that we've already talked about. Um, not like a foundational piece, but I think there's worse value you can get at 4,300. I think he's still going to. You know, probably get a nice 20, uh, 20 DK point, maybe 20 to 27 DK point return on that. So it's there if you need the value. I wouldn't expect a whole lot uh, from the upside department, but um, definitely in play. But uh, Roko, are you chasing that? Oh, no, not chasing that. That's a one-off flyer from Roko for me. He's... Um yeah, had a had a great game last one. He was hitting shots from the from the corner pocket and all of that. But apart from that one outlier, he's been really low in fantasy points. So I'm I'm not really paying fifty eight hundred for him. Yeah, he was. A, and I think it was. He was aggressive. <laughs> that's the that's what it came down to. I mean, he's been, you know, he shot uh, six of eleven from the three point line, but he's basically been shooting almost you know fifty percent in in this whole series from the three point line. Uh, outside of I think it was that first game, he struggled one for five. Uh, he's been 40, 50, 50, and then 54 in that last one. So his shot, it, it hasn't been off. <laughs> it's just, you know, you don't, how much usage do you get when you're playing next to guys like Russell Westbrook or James Harden? And I can't, 
I can't, you know, sit here and feel comfortable uh, comfortable about him taking 14 more shot attempts. I, I just don't see that necessarily happening. I think maybe you're looking at 8 to 10. Um, and when, you know, he's in play just because we know what the defensive stats. Rocco doesn't need to score to necessarily put up points, but he's not one of my like, favorite options, must-play kind of guys or anything. I'll keep him in my player pool for now. I, I generally don't know how much I'll land on him. Um, but that's probably the situations I'll play him is if I land on him, I need, you know, I need a, a forward and I have 58, 59, 6K, whatever it may be left. Um, and that also allows me to get a little bit more exposure because, like you just said, I'm not playing Jeff Green, probably not playing Daniel House either, not playing Eric Gordon. Russell Westbrook, really risky GPP. I'll probably be, uh, I'll have some shares, but I'll probably be, uh, you know, pretty low on him. So that really just leaves like, you know, James Harden for me and a little bit of sprinkled PJ Tucker when it works. So I don't mind getting Roko just to have a little bit more Houston exposure and uh, probably the only reason why I do it. Yeah, sure. And and if you're building multiple lineups, you got to find these guys at 5,800. You know that that's a mid-price play. You, if you you know need or if, let, let's say you land on him, great. That that's fine. You know he, he is coming off a big one. There is a chance that you're possibly chasing points there a little bit. But you know we, we we've got limited options on this slate. We're we're pay, it, probably paying up for one, maybe two guys, and then you've got to find value elsewhere. So mm-hmm. Rocco probably fits that bill. Look. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably rather be taking a, a flyer on someone like a Linux that we've already spoken about, who I think is cheaper. Um, and the other option there is, you know, 5800 for Rocco. Yes, coming off a big game. You could pay $1,300 less for Jay Crowder and see how you go with that, and that'll help you to build lineups. So, um, good call. yeah, I don't know. He, he's an interesting player. I probably won't be having too much of Rocco, but, um, you know, you definitely can't count it out. I like it, brother. All right. Uh, anybody else on Houston ready to slide over to OKC? Let's slide. Ooh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit it right off the top. Chris Paul, 8,200. Uh, played limited minutes in that last one due to the blowout. So he's coming off pretty fresh. Only played 30 minutes. Shot 6 of 13 for 28.5 DK points. Really let a lot of people down, including myself. You think this is a decent bounce back? Absolutely. Um, and I, I really want, uh, I'm really hoping and fingers crossed and toes crossed that Chris Paul just gets more aggressive here. He's been, I don't know, th- this is his win or go home now. So I think we see Chris Paul really step up. Uh, he seems to, the games that I've watched, he just seems to be quite happy to pass the ball around and give other guys usage, especially in the first half. And then he comes to life in the second half. I don't think he can afford to do that here. I think he just needs to shoot more. He's been getting his mid-range jumpers uh, with no problems at all against the Rockets' defense. I think he needs to fire up earlier and stop relying on other guys. I mean, I I love Schroeder in this game as well. I think he's probably my favorite player on the board. But we need CP3 to fire up here. You lose this one, you're done. So let's see the leadership and and hopefully a, a big fantasy return. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking the the same approach I've been taking with this team and going straight back to the well at the backcourt. You, you touched on Schroeder. I absolutely love him as well. Uh, he just looks super aggressive. Uh, you know, he only played 21 minutes before that ejection and still got up 13 shot attempts in that last one. So at 6,400, I'm good with that. Sign me up. I think, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to look at, you know, between him and Drogic, and you're going to have to make some decisions there. Um, and when push comes to shove, I want both of them, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to make that decision. Uh, but that's why, you know, you you can always sit here, and if you build multiple lineups, uh, you correlate them. So, you know, if you're playing Jimmy Butler in one, uh, you know, you could play Jim. You can play a guy like Dennis Schroeder. If you're playing, uh, you know, uh, 
Dennis Schroeder you, or uh, Goran Dragic, you can go play Chris Paul and spend up on that. So you can literally correlate these two guys and mix and match them. Uh, and it equals just about the same exact salary. Um, and ped your bet, I guess, in a way. So I do like both those guys. Shea, I like him at 7,100. Small little price dip at 300 bucks. Uh, after that last one, he was not aggressive. Only took two of eight shot, uh, shot two of eight from the floor. Uh, it was a blowout. Let's be real. Um, you know, at that point, they packed it in. I don't think anybody was was really playing with their all uh, after you know midway through the third quarter in that game. So, I think all these guys are very much in play. I do prefer uh, Paul and Schroeder over Shea. And when I do feel like that, Shea generally has a, a great game. Um, he's one of those guys. I, I, hey, you know what? Part of being a host uh, for a DFS podcast is being honest, and I, I do not Absolutely. get Shea right that often. I love the matchup for him, and I'm going to play him. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, when you when you when you love the matchup, you love the player, you got to take one, you got to bite one sometimes. And you know, we might not get it right, may get a poor shooting game, whatever it may be. But these three backcourt guys, very much all in play. So we'll uh, we'll slide over to the front court. Danilo Gallinari and Stephen Adams. Did either one of those guys stand out? Oh, Gallo's been stinking it up. Um, it's six grand. It's a good price for Gallo. Uh, if he plays like Gallo, but the last two have just been absolute shockers from him. So it's a little hard to trust. Uh, he's still well and truly capable of getting through that price. No problems. It's it's Danilo Gallinari. Um, and, you know, he, he does tend to play some of the bigger positions in the, uh, uh, against this Rockets small ball lineup. So the minutes are there. Look, I... I I don't know. I can't. I can't pick this one with Gallinari. I'm not sure I can play him or not. Um, you know, there, there is. If you if you're looking at him on on DraftKings and he's a small forward and power forward, I'd probably rather play Eric Gordon just for a safer floor at the moment. Um, but you know, th- like you just mentioned with SGA, this is probably one where if I don't play him, he goes off for 45 DK points and I've missed out. But I, I don't know, man. I just can't trust it. What about you? I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I just don't like it. I just, I love the matchup to begin with. And then as we watch these games break down and just the different bodies that they can kind of throw at him to match that length and just good defensive people. You know, the thing about Gallo is he has fantastic footwork and a great first step. Um, Covington's also a very good defender when it comes to guarding guys like that. So uh, I'll probably shy away. I, you know, if anything, I'll just spend the extra, you know, it's a different position, obviously 400 bucks and get Schroeder. Like you said, uh, maybe go to a guy like Gordon or Covington uh, at a very similar price tag. But, uh, you know, GPPs only, I'm not going to rule him out as far as tournaments because we know if he gets hot or if for some reason they decide they want to play him 37 minutes all of a sudden, um, what he can do in those minutes. But I'm not in the camp of, of feeling comfortable about playing Danilo Gallinari either. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. And then uh, Steven Adams, center. Uh, you know, we don't have a ton of center options. We talked about a few cheap ones, and I think pretty much every center option on the site is a cheap one at this point outside of Bam out of bio. Uh, 5,800 for Steven Adams. He came out and played 25 minutes in that last one. It was a blowout, but he still still managed to grab a double-double and 31 points. Um, a guy that I have some slight interest in. I definitely think I'll have some shares of Steven Adams. What about yourself? Uh, look, as you mentioned, there's not much at center in this slate, so it, it's definitely worth a dip if you if you don't mind the salary. 5,800 for Adams is always pretty good, but he just hasn't really re- really reached that value in, in this series, and uh, I'm worried that that's the, the rocket small ball lineup kind of you know, taking away his upside and, and stretching him out to the three. And, and you know, just it's just a weird matchup for Adams. And, and for me, I didn't really have him highlighted as a target, no. Okay. No, no worries, man. I mean, uh, it, the minutes have been a little troublesome. 
Um, I, I did like that layoff, you know, with everything that happened. He did get a few extra games. He was dealing with a sore knee for uh, a lot of the beginning of the series. And, you know, having two or three days off surely helped. But uh, And then also getting a nice little slight rest day after getting blown out massively. So, you know, we could be in uh, into seeing Steven Adams. If he were to play 30, 30 if he get, if this dude ever got 30-plus minutes, it would be a lock and load. The only thing that's keeping me away from him is the minutes, and it's because the Rockets play so small that – you know they can effectively play him off the court if they if they want or if they need to if they just start playing really quickly. But uh, I do have some interest as long as he's under six K. I have interest in Stephen Adams, and then I guess probably the only other guy I really need to talk about on this team is the sharpshooter himself, Dort. Uh, over nine from three point land last <laughs> oh, game, man. man. That was not good. Oh, uh, he looked brutal, and yeah. I I think everybody at home was like, dude, stop. Uh, I can only imagine what with the team, you know, and that's the thing. When you have good teammates, they're going to tell you to keep shooting. Just shoot yourself out of it. Maybe not this guy, though. Uh, maybe not yet. Uh, you have plenty of other sharpshooters on your team and other good and good, good scores that you can rely on. I don't think there's any reason why uh, Lugens Dorch should be taking 16 shots in a game, uh, and let oh, alone man. in 23 minutes. This dude was just firing, and, and I think it was it was a respect thing. You know, it, the, the the Rockets basically said, hey, if, if you're going to beat us, we'll let you beat us. Um, we're not going to let Shea. We're not going to let Paul. We're not going to let Schroeder. Uh, we're not going to let Gallo. We'll let you take the shots, buddy. Have fun with it. And th- if that's the case, and he does knock a few of them down, uh, he's going to pay off that price tag if he's going to shoot this much. But um, I think we talked about a few other value plays that I probably prefer. Like, I prefer Olenek over him. Uh, if, 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 if Bledsoe's out, I'd prefer DiVincenzo over him. I'm not completely ready just to rule him out because anytime somebody puts up a dud like that, you know, people see that in the box scores, they immediately get a little scared and shooken off. And he's decent value at 41. Not not much to, you know, something you need to build around necessarily, though. No, definitely not. And we talk about it every every week, Mike. You know, you've got to find value. Dort is ice cold, uh, to put it nicely. Uh, that, that was a shocking performance. Like, just stop chucking the ball, dude. Um, they give, they're throwing it to you on the corners. Great. But that does not mean you have to shoot it six seconds into an offense. Um, you know, just, just set up and wait for your, your, your star shooters to come down the floor, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going near Dort, except for maybe a, just a, a GPP flyer pivot kind of play. I'm actually more interested in Nerland's Noah, Noah here, 3,300. Uh, that's a good, what, let's check my maths, $800 less than Dort. And he's actually, you know, just a, a consistent guy. Adams is always going to do the heavy lifting, but at 3,300, Nerland's has been hitting that value uh you know three out of four games against the rockets and we need to find value if we're going to pay for Giannis or harden so here's another guy we can just have a look at like you said you don't build your line lineups around noel but you know we we have to find ways to differentiate ourselves and and here's another option that's that's very true because um i i doubt noel would even see anything close to like you know eight percent ownership um not not necessarily somebody that a lot of people look at, but we know in the past that Noel can get it done with blocks and steals and uh, just a couple of rebounds. I mean, he doesn't even need to score a point. If this guy comes out here, he can play 15 minutes, block two shots, get two steals, six or seven rebounds. All of a sudden, uh, he's paying off that price tag at 3,300. So, and, uh, maybe you know, maybe I'll have to take a take a stab at him. Uh, as one of those, you know, random GPPs, He's, he seems like a guy. If you're playing in one of those 150 max entry ones, uh, having a share or two would probably wouldn't That's hurt it. you if you're, if you're already loading up on that thing. Uh, if you're playing single entries or, like you said, cash games, yeah. I mean, we we talked about it. DiVincenzo only 100 bucks more if that's if that scenario uh, pans out the way that we think it could. Uh, and then Olenek. I'll harp on those two guys. I think those are going to be my two value plays. I'm really rolling with on this slate, but. 
All right, man. Good call, especially the DiVincenzo one hundred dollars more. Yeah, that that kind of if he starts, that kind of takes Noel out of play. But uh, you know, like you said, you sprinkle them in, you 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 throw them around a bit in your multiple lineups, and you see which one hits. Absolutely, I think that's uh, I think that's all we have. But before we take off, we got to ask you guys for quick favors, uh, like we always do. Uh, go check out our good buddies over at Manscaped. Use that promo code Hoopball H O O P B A L L. It's actually Hoopball twenty two zero at the end of that, uh, and you'll get twenty percent off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Uh, so if you don't need anything for yourself, like I know I'm still sitting on supplies, uh, I might just you know end up ordering friends gifts. I got I got some birthdays coming around, uh, and I'm gonna you know I told I tell my friends I'm like. Listen, you guys, you know, groom yourselves. What are you doing? Uh, you animals out there. So I'm going to I'm gonna help them up, help them out, hook them up a little bit, maybe get one or two of my buddies. I might as well take advantage of this promo code while we have it. And then don't forget about my bookie, guys. If you are following Hoopball Gaming, you have been cashing in on these wins that they've been giving you. Uh, they've been absolutely crushing. And, you know, where they play is at my bookie. So go over to my bookie. Use that promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You get a nice deposit match, and you will be – Good to go to enter and whether you want to play some baseball, basketball, and we have football right around the corner. So there's a lot of good stuff going on over there, guys. Go check out my bookie. Uh, huge fans of them. And I am probably going to end up playing a little bit tomorrow because, uh, you know what, man, Monday night, no podcast for me. So that means I get to, that means that I get to, you know, get a little bit more action in. So I'll probably be on, uh, I'll probably be on my bookie a little bit tomorrow night, but that is it man that is the two games card you know we're starting to run out of games here but uh we still got plenty to talk about especially with my annoying voice on this show i never stop but that's <laughs> uh oh, man you got the the voice of a golden child it's a beautiful voice <laughs> we all need I would, to hear it i uh you know it's funny you said that because i actually had a lisp when i was growing up and i think it's still there slightly you probably can't tell too often uh but oh, i used to have to take just, some, some speech classes when i was younger i couldn't say my s's wrong. And then they would look at me and they would tell me I would say my R's wrong. Like, you know, the, and I would, I would look at them like, no, I know my S's are, are messed up, but the R's are good, guys. I'm telling you. Don't, you know, why, <laughs> why are you pulling me out of class for this? But uh, we'll Man, be back. None of that is there. None of that is there. <laughs> I think it's uh, – I'm, I'm terrible with the schedule. I know Santino is hosting tomorrow night. I believe – let's see if I can get this right. I believe he's on with Steve. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steve. We're gonna go with Steve. I think he's on with Steve tomorrow night, uh, and then we'll be breaking down that nice little three game card that they should have over there. But uh, it's good action over there. So that's all we have for you guys over here at Hoopball. Thank you guys for listening. Before you bounce, give us a nice rate and review. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Patria M I K E A P O T R I A. And Bratton's gonna let you know where you can find him. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Terrain72, so that's T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Give me a follow. If you got AFL questions, <laughs> fire them at me. We, we play AFL DFS as well, so uh, yeah, I can answer anything you want to know. Ooh, double whammy, man. See, so, yeah, better than me. I can't touch that. If I, if I even tried to enter AFL, I'd immediately, the first thing I'd do is call you, so get ready if I, if I get any action on that anytime soon. But Anytime, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening as always uh, we'll be back tomorrow let's go crush some GPPs this has been a hoop ball presentation